Slack Guy. Hello and welcome to the Slack Guy podcast with me, Dave Elliott. How are we, everybody? Happy holiday weekend to everybody across the board. Doesn't matter where you are because this is the thing. Davy Boy is a bisexual. You know, I'm from a mixed marriage, which means I'm neither one or other. I'm just, I'm a bisexual. So here we are. I'm embracing you all from distance because, I mean, if we're too close together, you know, probably spread germs and stuff. And I, and I don't want to do that. You know, I just, just let me filter into your ears with my oral sound. Let me just, you know, give you oral pleasure into your ears from my mouth via earphones or if some of you listen to it like I don't know like a weirdo through a speaker or something you know fair play you know if you are people that are like bringing boom boxes down to like Orma Park or something listen to the podcast you know shoot your loads listen enjoy you know get me in your ears via one way or other but it's the 12th of July which is of course you know a lot of people are history buffs listen to this podcast want to know a lot about history the 12th of July is of course the the United States Independence Day and, and it's, it's a great time again I don't know why we celebrate here and why we dress in Dutch football shirts but fair play you know fair play to everybody and um, just one point out that's a joke because I know we live in Northern Ireland and I know people get offended by stuff like we put a we put of a joke here you know uh, so don't worry about it you know what I mean don't 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 get annoyed at me don't come after me and don't get me cancelled because I made a wee joke you know everybody knows it's not Independence Day, you know, it's just fucking stupid. We all know the 12th of July celebrates um, King William and the Battle of the Boyne, even though the actual Battle of the Boyne took place on the 1st of July, but we'll not get into that. It's to celebrate that. And, you know, if that is what you're into, if that is your culture, if that is your tradition, good luck to you. It's far away. Enjoy it. You know, if it's not... You don't worry, just enjoy the bank holiday, just enjoy some time to yourselves. You know, there's don't need to worry about it. Now, this is where the problems arise. Uh, this year, obviously, we're in the midst of a global pandemic. Things are softening, you know. The lockdown restrictions are getting a wee bit looser, I guess you could say. And, you know, we're still having difficulties. You know, we're still trying to combat the virus now. That being said, the 11th night bonfires were not supposed to happen. The marches have all been affected. But then Michelle O'Neill went to the funeral and everyone's just going, you know what, fuck it, we're doing it. Up a hood. Oh, and I mean, you know what? I'm going to say that is not the attitude, guys. You know, two wrongs don't make... I hate to sound like, you know, your old auntie here, but two wrongs don't make a right. You know, so I mean, it's just silly, and I just think I'm concerned about the spread of a virus. I'm concerned that there may be a second wave. I'm concerned that I might have to go another three months so I get my hair cut, and that's a big issue. You know what I mean? So I just hope everybody is um, safe and all the parties and all that's been going on are sensible because, again, without sounding like your auntie. When the drink goes in, the sense vacates via stage left. You know what I mean? So, I mean, and I feel like from going out and about that the people are definitely lax with the whole 
uh, social distancing and stuff. I went to uh, the farm today. Of course I did. What else would you do to celebrate the 12th of July other than go to the farm? I mean, you know, what else? So I went to the farm today. Again, people were keeping sort of distanced, but not by a lot. You know, not a, not a very great deal of distance. And I don't know if everything's super sanitised. I think the farm people did the best that they could. But, you know, who's to know? And I mean, one thing I will notice about the farm, as I don't want to say, are animals hairier now than they were whenever I was a young boy? Is that all part of evolution? I don't know, because I saw a rabbit today. It had a mane, which is weird, because rabbits, to me, shouldn't have manes. It's just a big floppy ears and sharp teeth and freaky pink eyes, because I hate rabbits. My uh, my actual aunt, not just me being the aunt, my actual aunt had a rabbit once. They said, oh, this is a really nice rabbit. I mean, I don't think they said, <laughs> they said that. I don't think we're like, Dave... I think they're like, oh, this is our, they're probably like, oh, there's our pet rabbit in the cage over there, like, or else just walking around the utility room, whatever. Rabbits do. I don't think they walk. the hop, don't they? don't always walk around because that'd be really freaky. It'd be some Donnie Darko shit. But um, the, I think they did, I don't think they went, oh, look, there's our rabbit over there in cage. Look. What they actually were like, oh, it's just there, you know. So I went over to stroke it. It, for some reason, jumped really aggressively at me with super sharp teeth and tried to sever my fingers from my hand and ever since that i've not liked rabbits i find them uh, untrustworthy i find them freaky looking why are their eyes on the side of their heads as opposed to looking straight forward i mean i think as an animal you're gonna definitely be a bit freakier if you have your eyes inside your head because you never look straight ahead you'd always be panicking you'd always be looking over your shoulder if you're a rabbit you know what i mean you couldn't really like you couldn't just try and live your life here and now you'd always going oh gotta keep look out for the fucking snakes in the grass around the back of my shoulders here you know what i mean you couldn't ever and maybe that's why the rabbit tried to jump six foot in the air and bite me in a wire in my hand six foot in the air because this was before coronavirus and i was touching my face and i'm six foot all right but I don't like them but this rabbit had a mane you know, and I was like, oh, it's not rabbits going to mean. Um, all the cows, really hairy. Pigs, really hairy. I don't know if they're just she- not shearing them anymore. You know, I don't know what's going on in the farm. Everything really hairy. They actually had a tortoise. It had dreadlocks. Really weird. They had a snake. It had a French plat. It's odd. And a beard tied at the bottom with elastic band. I just don't know why animals are getting hairy. What are they feeding them or... Are like carers getting lazy that they're not actually trimming them? Who knows? But it's a strange set of affairs. And I was there at the farm with Michelle. And it was a sunny day. And I feel like I have caught a sunstroke. Now, I hope it's sunstroke and not something more serious. Because I felt shit all day. I feel a little bit wheezy. You know, which wouldn't be a good thing and have a sore bounce. So let's just hope it is just a bit of sunstroke. You know, because whenever I went out for dinner after the farm, which again, washed my hands very thoroughly, put some uh, hand sanitizer on, felt much better, went out for my dinner, had my first pint of Guinness in four months, drank it, felt very, very quickly aroused all over my body, which is a strange sensation because I normally just feel it in and around the groinal region. I felt it all over my body and it was great. But then within a matter of seconds of drinking my first guzzle of Guinness, my face just went bright red like a beetroot and my ears started burning. And I thought, I don't know, what is wrong with me? And my wife was like, are you all right? Your face is going really red. And I was like, oh no, because I just asked you a minute ago to go to my face go red and you weren't really paying attention. But now you're looking at me, you're going, 
your face is very red and I started to get worried because think about that she's a nurse normally nurses don't really get worried about stuff she's like it's weird you're really really red and my first thought was oh no what do you think it is I go am I having a stroke she's like probably not a stroke you're probably just being over dramatic and I was like oh no I've got coronavirus she goes again don't say it loud in public because you give people the willies what's probably happened is you're allergic to the Guinness and I went that is more severe than a heart attack that is more severe than coronavirus if I am allergic to Guinness I may as well just walk out of this pub, I may as well gather a load of stones at the beach, and I may as well just walk into the sea, because that is entirely unfair. I do not think anything would be crueler than me being allergic to Guinness, especially after craving the bastard for four months. You know what I mean? That was my first sip. There was an orgasm across my entire body. Maybe that was what actually was wrong with me. Just too much internal orgasming for my own good, and then I just went red all over. But then I got home from dinner and had to go to sleep because I was just feeling really shit. And now I need, like, a Premier League football team. I need water breaks. Hold on. So, yeah, that was a problem. So, I'm hoping it's nothing, you know. But it was definitely a concern of mine. Now I'm recording this podcast. It's late on night. I'm going to go to school. As I say late on night, it's like 10 o'clock. But as soon as it's done, I'm going to bed because I'm sleepy and I feel sick. And if, if I ever get coronavirus, I will die because I am both asthmatic and fat. <laughs> so if I have those, I'm stuffed. So let's just hope not because I'd be keen, well, at the moment, I'd be keen to see the second child coming along in September time. You know, the first one is doing my head on a bit at the minute, but that's life, you know, bro, girl, homie, chica, chicado, whatever, you know, that's what's going on. I feel a bit like, I don't know, being a parent's not sweet at the moment, and I just want to see the other one to see effectively if it's better. You know, again, a lot of people are saying when you have kids, oh, you can't possibly choose a favourite. You know, you just love them both the same. Your love is shared out. I'd be like, nah, I'll definitely have a favourite, and I'll be straight up with who my favourite is. I will tell listeners of my podcast who my favourite child is. I will tell my child who my favourite child is. I'll tell my second favourite child who my favourite child is. Now, it won't just be set. It won't just be this is a fact. Day is day and night is night. It'll be There'll be a Premier League table of favourite child, and you have the capacity to overtake and become my favourite, and you do also have the, you know, but I will keep a regular up to date with who is my favourite child, and hopefully that will um, filter through to the, my children's psyche, and they'll just do better, you know what I mean, I feel like we live in a world where everybody's urging people to do, you know, do a bit better, you know, you can do better, you can do better, what can you do better, you know, and I mean, I find that really patronising a lot of times, you know, people who are all talking about doing better are just kind of poxy people, you know, what can I do? And it's like, what you need to do is just stop patronising people. You know, and just say, listen, what's what's the story? What can we done? Okay, we'll do it. Not, uh, what can I do better via post on social media? I, guys, I'm just letting you know that I am willing um, to listen to you in order for me to do better. I want you to come in and tell me what I can do better as a person to make your life better. You know, if anyone ever replies to those people, ugh, gross, you know. But, I hope my children listen to this back and they'll be able to see what's going on. You know, they'll be able to learn who's boss and we'll be able to go from there. But that's where we're at. It's, a, it's an unconventional 12th this year. Not that I do anything, um, 
Not that I do anything conventional, I guess. I just try to hide as best I can, keep myself to myself, mind my own business. Again, I used to live in a part of town where there was a big bonfire right beside my house. And again, I wasn't young enough to go around and be like, this is wild crack, get the booze on board. You know, I was just like a working, like late 20s guy. And I was like, oh no, I'll just get out of the way. Because um, if you live in a street like... Uh, couple of streets like a street away from a giant bonfire there is a chance that things may like in banter get damaged for example if you park your car outside your house for banter you may have your wing mirrors kicked off you know for banter your wipers might be stolen and for like if you're if you're really in the mood for some crack your tires might be slashed you know but again that's just super banter so i always get home afraid like the purge you know i get in open my big gates and park in my backyard you know bring my before gates park right through drive with the back just go to bed, lock my front door, and, you know, board the windows, try to hide, because they're coming, you know, that's what happens, sometimes, you get a lot of, a lot of drink, wink, wink, India, and wild things happen, so, I'm pleased now, that I'm kind of out of the way a bit, and I just can enjoy a few days off, you know what I mean, that's the problem now, Um, I've been thinking a lot, about, what's been going on here, over the last wee while, and, you know, I've, I've some interesting thoughts on it, which I will share with you, Basically, in a nutshell, if you have an opinion or you're one side of the fence or the other, you know, people get annoyed about things that are not going to change. That's what I've learned. You know, as much as from a bisexual point of view, you can look at it and go, yeah, I can get why there's issues both sides. People aren't going to change, you know. So it's like, you know, why are people surprised when certain people do things and respond in a certain way? Do you know what I mean? For example... You know, everyone's like, oh, I can't believe Michelle O'Neill went to the f- that funeral. You know, I, for one, can't believe it. You know, it was 100% going to happen. Can our politicians sit uh, in government and tell us how to behave? Yes. Will they do that themselves? Absolutely not. You know, that's been known for a while. People are like, Michelle should, reti- should retire. No, it's not. No, it's too young for that. She should resign. You know, and it's like, mm, she's not. She's not going to. Same way as they're like, Arlene's a disgrace about RHI, she should resign. Uh uh-uh, uh, not going to happen. So, why do we waste our emotional energy on stuff that we know is not going to be different? Now, some of the things, again, every year, I think, like bonfires, if they're done right, if they're done in a controlled way, if it's just wood being burned, if it's just a fun community event, go for it. But again, burning offensive signs certain people's election posters no need for it you know too far you know have a wee bit of sort of decorum to rather than be like well if they're going to be behaving this way we'll do it as well just be like you know we'll let them do that we'll just carry ourselves head held high none of that shit goes on here but people get annoyed you see in social media posts about this is a disgrace this is blah 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 politicians need to do that until one side or the other puts their hand up and goes, well, we may have been slightly in the wrong there too. Nothing's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Like you see in the news all the time, there's, there's issues, say, at interfaces or whatever, and there's two people f- are talking, one from each side. They never go, oh, to be fair, we probably, you know, they, they threw some stuff at us, we threw some back, we probably shouldn't, we should have probably just stepped away, whatever, de-escalated the scenario. But, you know, there's always like, no, nah, we did it, they, they did it, so we did it back. And, and what does that heal? Nothing. Do you know what I mean? If you're standing... Here's an analogy that doesn't exist. If you're standing in your house throwing bricks from out from in your house to outside your house, by the way, guys, write this down, it's gonna be historic. If you're standing in your house with a window open and you're throwing bricks at someone else's 
house and you break their window and they throw wind, a, a brick back at you and break your window, you know, just because you broke their window doesn't stop your window from being broken. You know, so what it is, is just because you wreck them, you're still dealing with damage yourself. Do you know what I mean? So until you can admit that your own behaviours are wrong, you're not going to go forward. Unfortunately, it's a real shame that because of the, what happened to the funeral, people are just, you know, saying two fingers up and, and bringing a bad look to their own communities. Do you know what I mean? We're not going to get forward unless we kind of have a wee bit of compromise. And by compromise, sometimes it means just shutting up. Do you know what I mean? And, and by shut up, I mean just letting things happen. For example, we're talking about redecorating the house here, right? My wife says to me, well, I want to paint a wall in the hall different. I want it to be a different colour. Any suggestions? I said, yeah, I think this would be a nice colour. And she goes, nah, it wouldn't. I would like it to be this colour. And I went, all right, but I just, you know, you asked me what I thought and I gave you my suggestion. She's like, nah, I just don't think it would be nice. I think about this, what do you think? And I was like, yeah, fine. <laughs> you know? And he's like, oh, but why? Why have you got an attitude about it? And I went, I literally don't have an attitude. And she went, no, you do. Because, I mean, you're annoyed. And I said, I'm that, no, 100% not annoyed. You asked me for a suggestion. I gave you a suggestion. And then you went, not having it. And then you went, this is the colour it's going to be. And I went, all right. Because in my head, I realised, you know, I'm not going to change that because that's the colour the wall is going to be and I don't care enough about what colour the wall is going to be to argue it so I just go you know what let it go and it's an easier life we're getting the wall the same colour as about seven walls in my house now so I mean it's just going to eventually the house is just going to be entirely painted the same colour but that's neither here nor there so it's an easy life then a few days later she's like have you given any more thought about the wall and I went yeah we're just going to have it that colour and she's like oh why do you have to be like that and I went what do you mean why do you have to be you know why can't you just get involved in this and try to make a bit more effort and I was like I literally gave you a precise not even just for example oh make it green it was like I would like it to be midnight turquoise teal you know what I mean? It was a precise colour. I said midnight turquoise teal, which isn't a colour, it's just a colour I've made up my head. But I want it to be midnight turquoise teal, which is kind of like a teal and turquoise mixed. But obviously because it's midnight, it's darker. You know what I mean? It's subtly coming through. It kind of looks like the ocean. You know, that's what I wanted. But then when I said that, you went, no. And I just went, okay. Because I realised that arguing is going to get me nowhere. And at the end of the day, do I care enough to keep arguing that? It was the colour of the wall going to be? Nah, only things I have opinion of really in the house are TVs, beds, and probably barbecues. You know, other than that, I'll not have a say in it. Same with it whenever we got married, only things I was saying, like I just want to pick what shoes and outfit that I wear, and my groom's party wear, and also I want to make sure we have certain types of food. You know, other than that, do whatever you like. You know, whatever. And again, it's not that I don't care. It's just that I know you care more about something. So just, you know, go ahead. So what my point is, is whenever we're arguing, it's still back to the old fucking issues of the past. You know, we're not going to get anywhere if it's still really winding us up. So maybe if you just stopped reacting to things, things might just stop happening. You know, I could be that could be an entirely simplistic, uh, idiotic response. But hey, let's give it a go. Just pretend that whatever side you're on, the other side is your angry wife. And you, you'll just be like, you know what, and for an easy life here, boys, just get that going. And again, I don't know why my mouth's so dry. I'm starting to get afraid that I don't think I have coronavirus because I definitely don't feel terrible. But what I will say 
is my daughter went back to nursery this week and already I've got the sniffles. Fucking toddlers. The Sly Guy Podcast is the Sly Guy Podcast, sorry should I say, because I can't speak, is brought to you by Modest Beer. If you don't already know, where have you been? But Modest Beer is a little independent brewery crafting small batch beers for discerning drinkers. Now I say small batch beers, they're churning out beers like they're going out of fashion. The guys at Modest are just fucking shooting beers out, bam, 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 left, right, centre, like this, like... You're Neo in the Matrix and you're trying to dodge those bullets, except you're not trying to dodge them, you're trying to catch them all like Pokemons and put them in your pockets because Modest Beer have such a wide selection and they're all fucking delicious. And I recommend 10 out of 10, check it out. Now, if you want to check it out, where do you check it out, Dave? I hear you asking, I'll tell you. www.modestbeer.co.uk That's where you find it out. That's their website. But hey, if you're one of these guys who are like, listen... I don't use the internet for websites, to be totally honest with you. I'm one of these people who gets all their information, news, fake or not, from social media. Uh-huh. So if you want to get Modest Beer on social media, you can go on the Instagram, the Facebook, or the Twitter. And it's all, I mean, very simple, very streamlined, at Modest Beer. You know what I mean? And it's great. And the good thing is about Modest Beer, it's coming in tins. It also comes down on draft in some places. If you want to know where, check out Modest Beer. .co.uk, find everything out, find everything out on your social media, and see if you're a modest drinker, you're having a tin of modest, and you heard about it on the Sly Guy podcast, put it on social media, and tag me, and tag modest, so they know that I'm fucking put doing their messages, because sometimes they're probably like, you know, what does he talk about, and then like they listen back to it, and be like, he's a weird guy, I don't know if one of them, like guys just shush, the people are listening, the people are purchasing, and the people are loving it, you know, the people are absolutely loving it. And that, I mean, that's all you want. Do you know what I mean? That is what you want. And that is what I want. So guys, do that. If you're drinking modest, get out there, get it shared. Same way if you're listening to this podcast, do put it in stories. I've been seeing the Sly Guy army, the Sly Hearts coming out in force. And there's been stories on Instagram. It's really helping the listening figures are going up during this pandemic. Which is good because for the last four months I've found it hard to talk about shit in the podcast because not a lot's been happening. Now things are starting to loosen a bit. We're getting a wee bit more, more back to normal and I've got sick. So it's terrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Things are loosening and I'm like, oh no. I don't really know whether it's just because of sunstroke. I hope it is because I'm just sitting in, in my dining room, which is an airy room. I'm sweating. My mouth's dry. I'm sleepy. I hope I've not. I mean, there are none of the symptoms of coronavirus. But anyway... I just don't want to feel like shit. So yeah, share this, share it in your stories. Even tell somebody. Just be like, here, listen, listen. This podcast is broad. You know, call me abroad because I don't care. I don't care if you call me a guy. If you call me abroad. If you call me a man, a woman, uh, a, you know, an animal. Just call me whatever you want. As long as you're popping that story out there, much appreciated, guys. So you know, I really do like it. And if you rate and review the podcast too, I'm at 149 reviews. Imagine I could get that 150. If you're the 150 reviewer you're going to get a special prize. So get on, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And let's see what else I've got to talk about here. Oh yes, I'm talking about getting coronavirus. That's what it is. Sorry. Um, and I noticed a story this week about a thing I didn't know was a thing. And you know, this is what we love on the Sly Guy podcast. It's our things that I don't realise are things and then discover they are things. And this was something I discovered was a thing, a COVID party. Now, what's a COVID party, I hear you ask? I didn't know what a COVID party is. I'll read you the definition from the story. 
A COVID party is a party that's held by somebody who's diagnosed with coronavirus and the thought is to see if the virus is real and if anybody else gets infected. Mm -hmm. It is the most mentally insane thing I've ever heard. But these things go on. And in Texas, where they just decided, you know what, fuck it, we're just letting people out of lockdown, we're loosening restrictions, we'll go for it. They had a coronavirus party. And a patient in the 30s who went to the party got coronavirus, and guess what? Died. Shock horror. Now, I do think um, there's an element of fake news in this story in terms of the quote that's been used to describe the person's last words. The last, the person's last words, apparently, just before they died, they looked at the nurse and said, I think I've made a mistake. I thought this was a hoax, but it's not a hoax. And then died. Now, I'm going to say, I don't think that was a, the last words. You know, I don't, I think for the sake of the story, that's a good, you know, last word, because I think this very much sounds like um, it's feeding into the narrative of this story. So someone, you know, you're about to die, you look at the nurse and you go, because again, you would have said this to the nurse, Long before, you know, you wouldn't have just waited until your last breath to go, nurse. I thought that the coronavirus, the COVID nineteen, which of course stands for coronavirus, in the year nineteen was a hoax. I thought that this was made up entirely by conspiracy theorists in order to try to enforce government control upon people and force lockdown, a reset of the, of the, I don't know the word economy, and. To give the earth time to breathe. I didn't realise that it was real, a virus that is easily spread and you can catch it and you can die. I'm about to now. You know, I think what they probably looked at the nurse and was like, fuck shit. And then just died. You know, it's just grim. It's grim. It's a grim thing. But again, if you're going to coronavirus parties, you're a moron. You know, if you're one of these people who are not socially distancing, not washing your hands, not, you know, sanitizing, you know, fuck you. You know, just be sensible people, you know. And again, the whole issues that we've had here with the funeral and then the bonfires, just don't be silly when you're sort of doing it, please. Because I, you know, it's going to sound like, because I care about people, but this is fully selfish. I've got a second child due in September, early October time and I want to be able to go there if I'm if I'm locked down again with a mane if my hair is grown and there's a mane in my hair like as if I'm some rabbit I'm not going to be a happy camper and you don't want me to be unhappy and locked down again because it fucking does my loafing speaking of doing my loafing I've got a load of questions this week which is great because normally I complain about lack of questions but I have so many questions this week and I love it Um, first question is from Michael Kerr, and he said, Physique Guy, rate my lockdown project, and he sent what is effectively a beautiful picture um, of, I mean, I'm going to say, Michael, I don't know whereabouts in your house it is. Do you know what I don't know? Is it is it a garage? Is it you know just a room or something? Or what seems to be um, the setup? It looks like a room to me, maybe like a... I know it looks like you've got a, like a bit of a games room or something, but you've got a you've got a pretty sweet setup. Lots of dumbbells, lots of lots of not dumbbells at all, to weight plates. You've got what looks like a preacher curl bench. You've got a bench press. You've got a dipping machine and pull up bar, which you can also use for you know leg raises. Also, like that you've got a keyboard just behind the dipping station. So I mean, 
I don't know what you're going to do there. Maybe like activate your core whilst also, um, you know, activating a few chords. Fair play to you. Go for that. Let's see what else you've got here. You've got a table tennis tennis, which is, or table tennis table, which is always good. Um, I mean, you could be wrong. It looks like a Nerf gun, probably not right, and some games and stuff in the corner. But I mean, I like what you've got. You've got some mats set up there. You've you've all you need to get a pretty pretty big pump on there, my friend. And you know, fair play, keep it up. And I mean, I think the gym's open this week. I haven't been back to the gym because it opened on Friday, and you know, I'm not going to go there because it's going to be packed full of people. Whenever I've got all I need in my garage, so I feel like um, I'm excited about getting back to the gym, but at the same time. You know, until I've shifted a bit more timber in my garage, I'm just going to keep using that, you know what I mean? And then get back in, get pumped up, you know, get my, my stringer on and just try to try to expand. I can just actually, as I'm recording, see that a new white gold gym stringer I bought myself during lockdown is just hanging over the, the washing line, drying off, which is a good sign because it's going to be worn tomorrow in the garage on the 13th of July when everyone's out doing their marches and stuff, even though they probably shouldn't because they're naughty boys, but they will be doing it anyway because... They did it, so we're doing it, all right? So it's fair. So I'm going to get my vest on and get pumped again. I feel that's if I don't have a flu or something. You know, it'd be really sly. John Joe Flood has said, Hola, Daddy. Have you had the chance to watch Athlete A yet? Keen to hear if you've ever needed a coccyx adjustment. Um, Yeah, I have seen Athlete A, and it was one of those ones where I was doing other stuff. You know, I was watching, like, Look, I don't know, looking at podcast stats or writing some stuff on my computer and wasn't really paying too much attention as to what was going on. So, you know, um, I just know that there was a lot of, like, inappropriate sexual behaviour being done in gymnastics classes, which, I mean, you'd expect it, really, wouldn't you? It seems to be the thing with perverts are doing a lot of perverting at the minute. And, I mean, you know, getting into stuff like that would be... A pervert's paradise, which is gross to me. But I mean, would I ever need a coccyx adjustment? I actually going to say that once <clears throat> I did because I hurt my coccyx. I slipped and fell, landed in a hole, and hurt my coccyx, and um, which is weird. But I wouldn't need a real coccyx adjustment because I think it's inappropriate because it would not even touch my penis, you know. And now people are probably going like, "What do you mean, Dave? You your coccyx is the bone at the bottom, at the base of your spine." I'm like, "Yeah," but everybody knows that the the coccyx bone slides forward and goes up your willy, and that's what gives you a boner. People are like, "No, that's not true, Dave." And I'm gonna say, "Yes, it is." Look, perverts they always have short necks. The coccyx bone flies down, shoots up your willy. That's what's called a boner. If you've got an issue with that, you go, "No, that's not true. It is." Why is it called the coccyx? Because it shoots up your cock. There you go. Bingo. The scientist strikes again. Thank you for the question, John Joe. Keith Mack, good evening, Sergeant Shaba. Thank you for providing that sweet, sweet content consistently every Monday. I wondered if you had watched The Sinner on Netflix. I just discovered it recently, and the cast are very sly. Any recommendations for a series to binge? Um, firstly, thanks very much for giving me the shout-out. Again, I don't know how, how consistent the podcast has been. Some weeks I think it's been funny. This week I actually think it's been fairly decent. To be fair, I started about five minutes, and it was very low and I went you know what I'm not putting it out I'm deleting it I'm going again you know I'm like Jorge Masvidal yeah I got beat by Kamara Usman so what I'm coming back again I'm a BMF that's right on so um, the centre I watched the first series of it you know with Jessica BL and I hate to say this to you Keithy because I know you're investing in it I didn't like it you know I thought it was just stupid I thought the whole music that's triggering stuff was, was stupid and I just didn't buy into it you know that's 
my thoughts on it. So I haven't watched series two or series. I actually started series two because my wife wanted to watch it, and I just went, "Nah, you're all right." <clears throat> I'm gonna watch some other hybrid content like comedians and cars getting coffee. All right, that's what I'm gonna do. But in terms of binge worthy series, is is a um. Gangs of London, it's not on Netflix, but I recommend Gangs of London. Episode 1 of it's shit. I thought it was wick, but then after that it was 10 out of 10. Really good. The first episode was just a wee bit unbelievable, especially a fight scene in a bar. You'll know if you watch it was just very spaghetti western and over the top kung fu, and I didn't like that. But then it sort of settled and became a bit more realistic. Uh, I also really liked, um, let me see what else. I'm watching Band of Brothers. At the minute, which is, is, you know, it's weird because I'm very late to the party with that. But it was something that, that my wife would really recommend it. So I said, yeah, I'm happy to watch it. I like war films and stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I'm up for that. So I'm currently watching Band of Brothers. Other things I liked, obviously, Dexter. I liked it up until, like, the last couple of series. It was my favourite ever at one point. Um, and what else did we watch on Netflix? I don't even know, man. You know, it's been, like, see, off the top of my head, I just watch something and then I'm done with it. But series-wise, I know. I know. That's a tough question. Let me have a think about it and I'll come back to you next week. Shane McMullen said, Hi, Dave. Hope you're keeping well. I thought you might appreciate some corroboration in your point in Boytown last week about bodybuilders and their incessant need to drop trousers. Yes, I just want to point out, I said something that I thought was weird about, like, if if your followers are physique guys, muscle guys, bodybuilders, like you know I am, I'm I'm always checking that shit out. I just find it weird the bodybuilders tend like I see a lot of photos of guys just with like their trousers around their ankles, like it's normal. You know, they're they're just wearing these sweatshirts and they're like the hands on the head and they're <clears throat> posing really like twisting out the quads to shoot them off. But it's also like you're just in your pants, your trousers around your ankles. It's weird look. You know, that was what I was saying. I was like, does anyone notice boy or boy bands? I mean, I don't know if boy bands do. I would love to see BTS at it. But bodybuilders definitely do it. So back to Shane. I said, my dad was a bodybuilder. And I can confirm that he would drop the try at any opportunity in the gym. And with uh, that, his bodybuilder mate's trousers would fall like dominoes. And everyone would stand around leering at each other's chiseled legs and maybe more. I never did figure out why they did it. And I was always too terrified to ask. But um, have you ever been caught with your trousers down or caught in an embarrassing situation? Much love. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that the whole bodybuilding, I might do something about that in a bit. It's just a really funny image to me. You know, it's just such a strange thing. Like, whole bodybuilding generally, I'm a fan of the sport of bodybuilding. I enjoy it. That's a weird thing we discussed in Boytown before and Shane thought I was taking the piss. Nah, I enjoy it. I appreciate it. I could judge a, bo- a bodybuilding contest. I know what to look for. I know to be look for look for serration and symmetry. I need to look for you know muscle um volume. You need to look for you know just it depends what you like. You know I like I like more classic physique. I like the sort of like the Frank Sains and the Arnold Schwarzeneggers, Franco Colombo physiques less. So the modern day bodybuilder I like more classic look you know like these guys now are just monster bodies which are, are, are you know a bit too much i like a more vintage physique you know i'd be looking for that rather than just absolutely stacked like a Ronnie coleman not not for me all right mister um but i've ever been caught in my trousers down or caught in an embarrassing situation much love um too many always involving my dad and uh, one that springs to mind 
was a time where he had people around. I must have been 17 or something at the time. I lived, my folks lived in a townhouse and I, was, and I had like a bedroom on the bottom floor. So I just kind of had a hovel basically to myself where I just go and be out of the way, away from everyone else. Had a microwave down there, toilet, you know, all I need, a wee fridge. So I just kept myself down there. And my, da- my dad had people around for some reason. He came down, right? I was watching a video at the time, like probably a horror film because I was into those because I liked horror films and also there was a lot of boobies in those films and as a, as a 16, 17 year old you're all about that, you know. Again, people are probably going, would you not just use your phone? It wasn't like that in my day, you know, you didn't have mobile phones where you could just watch smut on it, you had to have a wee bit more of a thought about it, you know what you're going to do, so that was back in the days of like Babe Station, etc. So I was just down there watching some horror film with a wee bit of, wee bit of boobage in it, probably, you know, Let's just send relief and a bit of personal tension in my groinal area. You know, let's say for the sake um, of John Joe himself, I just want to say, you know, maybe what I was doing was giving myself a little cockex adjustment. You know, that's what it was at. My dad, I heard him come downstairs. Like, oh no, I had to pop my coccyx bone back into the base of my spine, i.e. in the matraxic bottoms. And then my dad came in and was like, here, you've got that signed shirt, that Terry Henry signed shirt. Can you bring it up and show show my mate? And I was like, yeah, no worries. I'll, I'll, I'll get up and bring it up in a second. My dad was like, nah, just do it now, sure. And I was like, yeah, no, I, I will do it, but I, I, I don't know where it is. And he's like, it's on the wall there, I can see it. And I was like, yes, absolutely is. And it has been since the day and hour I got it, so I don't know why I said it, <laughs> I don't know where it is. And he goes, I don't just just get it. Now I'm sitting there, you know, with a full uh, erection, let's be totally honest. That's what I've got as a teenager. I've got an erection. And... I don't want to stand up because said erection would be very visible within my loose-fitted tracksuit bottoms for my father to see. Then he would go, what are you doing down here? Then I have to go, oh, nothing, and then turn back to the movie that I was watching, which would just have full boobies in it. And then I'd be like, well, you know, it's just kind of, it is what it is. But I thought, you know, I don't have to do that, so I'm going to have to stand up here. How can I possibly do it? So what I did was feign a back injury. I got up and I hunched myself over like I was... The little woman who wanted to get entrance to the Beast's house at the start of Beauty and the Beast. I was all hunched over. I was like, you know, a wee Quasimodo guy. I was just like trying to like shimmy across with my back to my dad so he couldn't see what was going on. He's like, you all right? And I was like, oh no, my back seized up. And he's like, you're, mate, you're 16. Why's your back? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I have a hard paper around. Ah. And then I had to lift the picture off the wall and then stand up straight whilst hiding my penis from the visibility of my dad and luckily by the time I got up the stairs nature had taken its course and it had gone back into my spine and everything was fine but that was very nervous now there are plenty of stories like that there are more horrific stories involving blood I got myself a very nasty cut once which nearly caused me to die I also um tried to put something out of you know back into my spine again per se under my waistband but my t-shirt was tucked in and everything was out. That was another embarrassing scenario. A story for another day. Shane, that's the end of my trousers around my ankles. <laughs> Question for today. Chris Henning says, Why or why did you cut your hair? Hair? Sorry, why or why did you cut your hair? With the hairstyle on its way, you were merely weeks away from the nickname Hollywood Hunk Joke Man. Bitterly disappointed. Listen, Chris, I myself was very committed to the Hulk Hogan hair. 
but it just started going out the ways. It didn't go, it didn't go down anymore, brother. It just grew out and out, and it was thick around the sides and back, but just so thin on top. And then my wife was looking at me like she hated me, and I mean, she probably did hate me because I wanted to get the teal turquoise, midnight teal turquoise paint for the wall, and she wanted a different color, you know, but. But you know, she maybe, I, I just assumed it was my look, but then I got my hair cut and then she started like kissing me again and like cuddling me. I'm like, baby, you're pregnant, get away from me um, because I don't want to kill the baby with my ROD. So yeah, she just basically fancies me again, which is sweet because I fancy myself. I look in the mirror, I feel like I look sexy. And I mean, listen, you don't need to worry, Chris. If I want to bring the Hogan, I can just pop extensions in there, get the hair dyed. It's going to be good once the head goes bald, so don't worry about that. Uh, the artist formerly known as Davey Witt has said, Hi Dave, heard last week that you are a fellow sneaker guy. And I was wondering what your all-time favourite Jordan is. That is a good question, my friend. Let me rethink about that. Hmm. I mean, I think the, the, like the originals, there you go. The best, uh, the Black Toad original. So like the red, black and white, but the Black Toad would be my favourites. Um... I got a pair of the KAWs recently, which are pretty sweet, except it was the, the lime ones. And again, it wasn't a high top, so it was kind of more casual, and they're very sexy as well. But yeah, the original black toes are my favourite by far. And again, you can't get them for love or money anymore because they're a fucking fortune. So if anyone has those in size 12, send them my way. It would be much appreciated. But um, yeah, good question. I'm, I could I could look at trainers and talk about trainers all day. You know what I mean? I'm a big fan. I got myself a couple of new pairs. Um last week and they're very sexy and ben lonsdale says any comedians who don't get the credit they deserve um i maybe go as far as say there's actually a load of comedians that don't you know on on the scene at the minute like there are people who are really really talented really really funny um and they don't really get all the opportunities of other people you know and then there's other other people who just come along and just get tv shows and stuff so i mean you know, you just gotta gotta look at it like that. But I would say to people, if you're interested in the comedians here in the scene, you like people, follow them, follow them on social media. If there's people who are on their podcasts, if you like them, follow them too. You know, any guests, just try and do that. Try and get the as many gigs as you can. Mm. It's my friend Nathan Gosilia. He said, "Hey, sassy Moer, I heard you had eaten from Grace Neal's the other week. I'll be taking her indoors there at the weekend for a bit of Tucker. So, what would you?" recommend thinking of some seafood would pair lovely with a guinness cheers and stay pumped well nathan you find me out my friend i was there today it's where i went for my my lunch and i had the guinness which i'm allergic to it turns out no i don't think i'm actually allergic to guinness i will test that to be sure that uh, is not the case but um i had a seafood chowder and it was really nice and it went well with the guinness and then I, for that was as we started, we both see for each other because it's Sunday and from the main course I had steak and it was gorgeous as well, steak, chips and a wee bit of prawns with steak, so I guess you could call it a surf and turf but it was absolutely friggin' delicious but Grace Neal's is, is always great, it's a real um, a real treasure trove for me, you know, it's somewhere that I hadn't been before, I got a takeaway during lockdown, it was gorgeous, got lasagna that night, again, delicious and then today I got mistakes, so yeah, lovely. And the Guinness in there is great as well. So I, I highly recommend it uh, myself. So let me know what you had too. I want to know with next week's question what you had for your dinner, Grace Nails, and how you'd rate it out of 10. Marcus said, did you ever work in a butcher's? You'd look great in a butcher's. <laughs> I mean, I've never worked in a butcher's, 
but I do look like a butcher. And since it's this time of the year, I also look like somebody who could carry a lamb bag pretty easily. Um, Andy Lee said, might be too late for podcast questions. Well, guess what, Andy? It isn't because I'm answering it. Apologies for my serious question last time, but this time it's more lighthearted. As a fellow dad, all going well, by the way, physique guy and Jamon quad owner and wrestling fan. I mean, you are, is this me? Um, we can appreciate the graft of the gym and impressive physiques. My question is, who, in your opinion, had the best physique in wrestling? Did the did Lex Luker impress you, or did the Jamons of Steve Austin attract your eye? Mm, I think in terms, like we're talking classic physiques here, and there's no wrestler, in my opinion, who in his peak physique has been in better shape than the game Triple H. He had it all. He had the vintage physique, the narrow waist, the big chest, the big back. That's what you want. You get guys who are maybe overly muscular, like like you got Scott Steiner, big papa pump. He was too overly muscular. I'm gonna say somebody who had a great physique was underrated. A physique was um Steve Blackman, the Lethal Weapon. Check out his physique; it was great. Um, but yeah, not not many wrestlers' physiques are you know regular bodybuilding type. You know they're either they're lacking here or there, but Triple H's was the most like a vintage Schwarzenegger physique and he he now in his in his current age is probably in the best shape too. He's a bit leaner and he's just looking really sweet, you know, because he's doing sort of more sports specific training rather than heavy weights and stuff. So yeah, uh, definitely definitely uh, triple H and in the current rock physique is also fantastic fantastic. But um yeah speaking of fantastic that's the end of this week's podcast. I don't know if it was fantastic. It just it happened. So if it was good, great. If it wasn't, you know, we move on to next week and we keep going. But thanks again to everybody that listens. Once again, if you can get that one fitty on the on the Apple Podcast, you'll be a hero. If you want, again, you can subscribe to my Patreon. I stick an extra podcast there up a week. Um, I put more bonus podcast up. I might put a video made about bonfires up there. You know, I did that last year. It's not just something I did here, but it's just an interesting wee side thing that I worked on because, you know, I'm a multi-talented guy. But let me know um, what the crack is next week. That's a stupid thing. I don't really... Just don't let me know anything. Let me know if you're rating and review the podcast. And if you like the podcast, share in your stories. Enjoy your week. Stay safe. Enjoy the bank holiday week, people. Take care. Bye.